welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias. In this week's astrology, we start the week with a beautiful full moon in Aries. That Aries house is being worked on where we're releasing, we're showing gratitude, and we're embracing the fruits of our labor. It's a very exciting time. There's a lot of healing properties around that full moon in Aries. Even though Aries doesn't necessarily focus on healing, it's not an archetype that's for that, but because the wounded healer Chiron is in conjunction with the lunation, the healing is incorporated within the archetype itself. And Aries likes to do things quick, does not like to take too much time to take initiative or action. So this healing will be something that's fast, like ripping off a band-aid. And it will be a little bit of pain at first, but after you rip off that band-aid, you'll see that the healing process will be quite quick and also liberating. And this is going to fuel you with passion and desire to do new things, to change new ways of doing things and embrace new horizons. So strap on those boots and get to healing. Well, that was just a short little recap about the full moon in Aries. I did speak about the full moon last week on last weekend's podcast. So if you want more information about that, you can check that out. Um, Now, after this full moon, we do start the week on Monday a little bit more feeling like we're in a time warp. There's a few things that are happening Monday that is causing this. First, we get into orb with Mars making a square to Neptune. And then Mercury also ingresses to the sign of Libra, which then he starts creating that applying opposition to Jupiter, expanding that applying square to Neptune. So it does kind of feel like the energy is just like at a standstill in a way, or it's too much that you kind of have to just settle yourself and refocus on what it is that you need to do or um, how to handle certain situations because I love myself some Jupiter but sometimes I really do feel that I can expand things and over exaggerate and the combination of Mercury and Jupiter together in any aspect usually (laughs) tends to stretch the truth a little so we might not be able to hear or even see something that's not truthful or hidden. We might not see everything all the way when I catch it. So it does throw our sensory perception off. Now Mars and Neptune aspect, whether it's a square opposition or a good aspect like a sextile or a trine, it doesn't matter. The, the intuition is there, but sometimes our intuition is off, right? Our gut feeling is off, but we still got an intuitive hit. 
And that's when we have to kind of sit in, sit with that energy and see, was it that I was getting this message for this reason? Or did it mean something more symbolic and I misinterpreted that? So it does lend itself to a little bit of confusion, but it tends to be more intuitive. That's one of the most, one of the more intuitive aspects, I mean. So um, another thing that I would like you to watch uh, for, especially starting Monday, is headaches. Because there's just going to be a lot of nervous tension with Mercury being expanded with Jupiter and Mercury rules the nerves along with Uranus. So make sure that you're taking plenty of rest and you're drinking plenty of water and you're also doing some type of breathing or intentional breathing like maybe you can look for a youtube video where you do a breathing meditation of some sort just so you can kind of fuel your body fuel the blood right jupiter is in aries and um mercury is in a libra sign which is an air sign so you want to harmonize and equalize the the system so everything kind of flows correctly and also for your mind so you can think clearly so that's how monday starts off and on that same day we have venus in libra making an exact um opposition to chiron in aries so this was a signature aspect that was for the full moon in aries as well and it perfects the day after so this healing is continuing during monday and this is another reason why the energy is more expanded and mercury goes in the sign of libra around 4 50 pm that's pacific standard time so please adjust for your time zone and then on tuesday the 11th we have venus forming a square to palace athena in the sign of cancer now palace athena rules are executive functioning that it's more like our craftiness our way to execute and process things and delegate them so she is the ruler of making the most ideal executed plan so you can win that's really what it is and that's why she's so crafty but in the sign of cancer this is now something that is focusing on the mother archetype the nurturing side of things and when it's in square to venus which is another female sign another sensual sign of women and femininity and love and sexuality we we see now that there's some type of conflict in regard to nurturing and self-care so that's something that we might see is still kind of playing off with that venus and chiron opposition now um venus and palace athena square continue that conversation but palace athena doesn't necessarily like to wallow in its sorrow like chiron does chiron is amazing energy and has a very high vibration and consciousness as a energy however it did sit with a lot of pain his mythology sat with a lot of pain of being rejected by his parents and growing um growing 
up not being loved the way that he deserved and always over giving and guiding others and just being there for everyone else but then at the end forgetting to really heal himself from the inner child wound the pain and this shaped him and Pallas Athena has a different story her mythology she was actually in her mother's womb when Jupiter swallowed her mother and her mother was the goddess of cunning <laughs> she was um, meta and she was very wise and cunning and smart and this was um, one of Zeus's wives and she would counsel Zeus and advise him and he felt threatened by her and he decided to swallow her when he found out that she was bearing a child and because the oracle had prophesied that a child would overthrow him he decided to swallow his wife while she was pregnant with Pallas Athena now her mythology is a little different in which she still has a wound as she is being portrayed as having a missing mother but I really feel like that interpretation is incorrect and this is my point of view and you can agree or disagree so Zeus swallowed his wife while she was pregnant and he had a very big bad headache and when this his head was cut open out jumped a full grown woman which was Pallas Athena but Zeus still had her mother within him because he had swallowed her now he didn't swallow her as a human form see Pallas Athena's mother was the goddess of cunning and cleverness so they were playing a game to see who was the most clever and she was shape-shifting and turning herself into different objects and finally the final challenge was can you turn yourself into a teardrop and she did and when she morphed herself into a teardrop Jupiter swallowed her so she was still within Jupiter became part of Jupiter and mythology says that as he embodied his partners because he's he's done this several times he would gain the wisdom or the talents that that partner had so that would make Jupiter more wiser and he would now be the god of cunningness <laughs> so I really do feel that Pallas Athena does have a mother but it's within Jupiter the mother resides within Jupiter and Pallas Athena um, continued to grow within him and then she was born and she was born fully armored <laughs> so she was ready to battle ready to conquer and ready to fight for what she believed was true and correct and she has a lot of those qualities of her mother as she is amazingly cunning so wherever you have Pallas Athena that is your gift 
to the world where you speak up and advocate for yourself. This is where you stand up for what you believe in. This is how your mind works in this area of the chart where you're really interested in crafting and um, crafting and solving a problem in that area. So an example, like just say if you have Pallas Athena in the seventh house, you might be a great negotiator. So you craft and resolve and balance and harmonize and fight for justice within either the justice system because that also rules, rules the seventh house or within marriages or partnerships of some sort so you usually tend to be a good negotiator if you have palace athena in the second house this is a woman that's very confident in her self-worth and self-esteem and usually acquires a lot of resources because the craftiness is in how to attain resources so you might want to apply that within your chart and eventually I'll do a series of Pallas Athena so you can see her expression. But when I see Venus and Libra squaring Pallas Athena and she's in Cancer, we're talking about something that needs to be resolved. Pallas Athena's energy in the sign of Cancer is asking us to no longer wallow in these things that are hurting us or in same patterns that we've held for a while which might not have been an issue before this but are now coming up and you're like whoa why is this coming up now it's also great not just for healing but for taking action because the square pushes you it's energy of mars and it pushes you it's friction it wants you to do whatever you need to do so you might be kind of itching to take that action now or take that step and venus and palace athena square is going to push you it's going to be much more gentler because venus is in libra so it's going to be very uh, pushy with words and persuasive with words and with the square of um, palace athena from cancer it's also going to be looking out on a more deeper deeper and emotional level on how it is that we're gaining this or gain you know gaining the upper hand in a way so um just wanted to mention that i really don't include a lot of the asteroids often but i thought that that was worth sharing now that same day on the 11th we have mars making a square to neptune so that's another personal planet squaring an outer planet and that happens at 10.46 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You want to be extra careful. This is an accident aspect. I notice this often because Mars is quick and in Gemini likes to multitask. And the sign of Neptune in Pisces is like daydreaming. So there could be um, some accidents when especially anything using like weapons and knives like just say you know cooking you don't think of cooking as weapons you don't think as a kitchen knives as a weapon but it actually is um, we you know chop vegetables with it but we're still chopping <laughs> so you want to make sure you don't chop a nail off or you know whatever like be very careful like make sure you're not multitasking 
and with, with dangerous objects. I mean, if you're multitasking while you're like, I don't know, erasing a drawing and then drinking coffee, whatever, that's different, right? What's the harm in that? But I mean, if it's anything dangerous or there's um, movement involved, like walking, because um, Gemini rules walking. So you want to make sure you're walk watching your step, you're watching your environment, you're not going to you know cause like an accident like trip on something and then it turns into like oh you try to catch your fall and you break a finger i've seen this like stuff over and over again with, with with these two planets involved in the mutable signs and now they happen to be in gemini and pisces so if you have any mutable placements or you have um, a mutable sun that's going to be gemini pisces sagittarius and virgo you want to be extra careful between the 11th all the way to the 15th in regard to multitasking so try to be as um, even though it's going to be hard try to be as um focused as possible and avoid multitasking and things that can result in an accident now that same day we do have a sun trining saturn so libra sun trining saturn in aquarius which i think it's quite beautiful because that actually actually assists in grounding some of the energy so there's going to be some type of assistance during this day but it's not it's still it's just gonna feel a little off so make sure that you are uh, paying attention to your environment and then wednesday the 12th we have the perfection of mercury making that opposition to jupiter so again um this is actually quite nice i actually think it's it's energy of expansion like i said it's energy of overdoing things and the day that they perfect this is a third time they do it there's not a lot of harsh aspects other than a square of the moon to saturn but um everything else um there's a trying to pluto pluto from the moon on that day there's a um let me see what else is there um there's a sextile to neptune from the moon on that day so it's only it's a there's a lot of just moon aspects on that day so you just um want to make sure that you are having a good time and also this is the third and last time that jupiter and mercury will make this opposition since mercury was retro the first time that there was the opposition of jupiter mercury was september 2nd of 22 and then we have september 18 of 22 which was while mercury was retro and now it's going forward again this is october the 12th of 22 so you might want to especially if you journal you want want to go back to those dates and see what was happening during that time so you can see like what can happen or what the theme would be for you individually since you kind of already experienced some of that energy in looking back on my journal i just noticed that i had a lot of feelings of happiness and euphoria and wanting to watch funny movies and just talking a lot and also reading a lot it was like a time that i started reading a new book and it was very mind-blowing so it was a philosophical book <laughs> so yeah okay and for thursday the 13th we have the wanting gibbous moon that happens on 
um, 8.18 in the morning Pacific Standard Time at 5 degrees in Gemini. So that is the... We already see that the full moon starts slowly dissipating at this point and it goes into that wanting phase. And we also have Venus in Libra forming a trine to Saturn in Aquarius. So as you can see, you're seeing a theme of Saturn in communication. First, it was with the sun and now Saturn is making a trying to Venus. It also made a square to the moon. And then it's going to finish off communication with a trying to the Gemini moon. And Saturn, because it's making a lot of aspects this week, is really grounding the energy. So if you feel that there's something off balance this week for you you want to tap into where saturn in aquarius is located in your chart via transit so an example for me i am a libra leo rising sorry and my seventh house is aquarius so i would look at my seventh house for someone with a libra rising then you would look at your fifth house because that is the house that has Aquarius for you and Saturn is transiting Aquarius so you want to look at that house and that is where you're going to receive much more structure and direction so you can resolve things or you can like follow through it's really good for working actually it's good for um communicating your thoughts in um also expressing your desires because the, the aspect of Venus and Saturn is really nice, I believe. In Sinistry, we always want to see Saturn playing well with the personal planets because that means there's longevity. That doesn't mean that the partnership will not suffer or have problems, but it does show that they're able to pull through. They're able to resolve things. They're able to... Um, really stand the test of time because they can um, go for the long haul right Saturn rules things that take long journeys that take a long time like climbing a mountain and that takes a long time it takes conditioning and through the climb you're also conditioning yourself and um, learning while you condition yourself learning through the journey that you're taking so this um, aspect of Venus to Saturn is really good in regard to love matters, uh, communicating what you want to achieve within relationships. It's great for negotiations because Venus is just very like clever and then you bring Saturn in and it's just going to be very wise and also in the sign of Aquarius thinking very outside of the box like very inventive and creative so then that can actually solidify some contracts for you if that's something that you are interested in doing and then for friday the 14th we have that final conversation with saturn when the moon in gemini makes a trine and this is at 10 32 a.m and this is actually a very heavy 
day on a lot of lunar aspects we have the moon also making a sextile to chiron and the moon making a trine to venus and the moon making a trine to the sun that day the moon squaring neptune and then the moon conjuncting mars so the moon is actually in conversation with a lot of planets so friday might be a little bit more uh, jam-packed with things um, activities or um, more demanding things uh, going on that need your attention need you to tend to so it's a especially the sign of gemini it's multitasking so it looks like it's just going to be a lot of little things that kind of like pop out of nowhere redirecting things like that and then for saturday the 15th we only have one aspect which is the moon enters the sign of cancer and it's squaring jupiter at 11:43, and there's actually no more aspects that day so this means that we're processing internally the emotional um the emotional energy that we experienced the day before because we had a lot of communication with the moon and the other planets so now it's a day that we're processing everything and kind of slowing down so saturday seems to be a little bit more laid back and fun and then we end the week with a moon in cancer still and the moon makes a square to mercury that day it also sextiles the north node in taurus makes a square to chiron and makes a sextile to uranus so overall we start the week with a full moon with heightened emotions in the archetype of aries and then we end the week with a cardinal moon in cancer and hopefully the journey this week helped us heal and take action as we do have a asteroid in the sign of cancer Pallas athena helping us craft a new way of doing things and also giving us a more more methodical perspective and hoping for resolution in these areas that have been highlighted through chiron aspects and also the moon that was very highlighted in healing and letting things go but in a quick way so it looks like it resolves by the end of the week the crystal that i recommend using this week is green adventuring and the reason i recommend this crystal is because it has very abundant lucky aspect to it it works with our self-worth it's connected to the energy of venus in a more grounded fashion and abundance it also helps us and guides us to the road of least resistance so again thank you so much for being here if you liked this podcast or this forecast don't forget to subscribe hit that notification bell comment below let me know how you are feeling with this week's energy i absolutely love to read your comments it brings me so much pleasure. I also reply to all my comments. So thank you so much. And remember, always stay curious and ask what's in your stars. Bye. Love and light.